This is Three Valleys Radio. The heart is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room And it's time for another of our In Conversation series. In this town You're out of luck Each week we catch up with a present or former Yobotown player or a celebrity fan to discuss their life within the sport. And we catch up with a bit of their favourite music as well. And this week's guest is Joe Edwards. Right, well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the show. And tonight we've got Joe Edwards joining us from uh, down in Plymouth. How are you doing, Joe? Yeah, very good, thank you. Jolly good. Well, it's good to have you on the show. Um, you know the object of the exercise. We're going to go through your career a little bit. Um, you were born in 1990 in Gloucester. I take it that's correct, is it? That is indeed, yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, you started your youth career at Aston Villa. That is correct, yes. Yeah. So um, I think I was around seven seven or eight when I first got um, scouted for Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we then travelled up to Worcester at the time because they did like a, a pre-sort of training camp before you got up to the, the, the Villa sort of academy. Right, right. So I did that for a few weeks first in Worcester. Um, and then if you were obviously selected from there, you went on to, do, to the main academy. So then, yeah, I joined the main academy and, and stayed there till I think it was, I was 12 years old. Okay, okay. Um, and then, then you got uh, spied by Bristol City, is that right? Or did you approach yeah, them? How well, did it work out? Um, so when you're younger, you have to be in with a certain uh, time distance to, to the game. So Aston Villa was actually out, out of that time distance and it was quite a lot of effort for... Um, my parents to get me there and back to training the matches and things like that so um, I think it was during a school tournament um, Bristol City approached my my parents um, and they were the ones who really made the decision to take me from Villa to to Bristol City Um, and then yeah from there I I joined Bristol City and stayed there throughout the way to my my pro contract and Gary Johnson the manager there Gary Johnson was the manager, yeah, when I got my first professional deal at Bristol City, yeah. Yeah. He was he was the manager then, yeah. So he was he, he must have you know, when you look at your career generally, he played a pretty big part in your, your career really, yeah, didn't he? He was instrumental in my career. Um he's still he's still definitely the the best manager I've I've worked with in, in terms of um motivation and, and, and success um that I had underneath him. Um we had a we had a good relationship on and off the pitch which helped. Um and like I said he was 
he's with me at Bristol City for numerous years. Um, obviously, I knew his son Lee as well from, from, from playing with him. Um, and like I said, we, we, we joined up again in the Oval and had a successful time there as well. But it, but it sounds reading reading through your your sort of CV thing on um, Wikipedia, it sounds as though you had a, a particularly good pre season when you were with uh, on loan with Bath City. Is that right? Yeah. So when I first signed my uh, professional contract, I um, travelled with the first team generally for the first year, and then after that, I went on loan to Bath City first. Um, and we actually had a, we had a, we had a good team then. We we did really well with like Scotty Murray and Alex Russell were still playing then. So it was a it was a good it was a good upbringing to go there and get sort of men's football straight away. Well, clearly, you know, it, it obviously marked you up as, as as a player to watch because um, Gary put you over to Yeovil then. Which, where, uh, but was he at Yeovil by the time you got there? Or? Yeah, so no. For after Bath, I actually went to Stockport County on loan. Right. Um, so I had, uh, I think I had about three, four months on loan at Stockport County. Um, yeah. The, man- the manager was Diddy Hammond then, so um, that was a good experience for me there. Like I said, uh, again, we had a good, we had a good side up there with a lot of players who, who sort of gone on to do a lot better now. Um, and then following that, I then got recalled in January of that year. I can't remember what year it was to play, obviously for Bristol City. Yeah. Made a few appearances for City, and then it wasn't until the following year that I then went on loan to. Uh, Yeovil for the for the first time underneath Gary Johnson, yeah. So I mean, until you actually signed full time for Yeovil, but I mean, really, when you look at the, the figures, you had four first loan, four four appearances, sixteen in the second loan, and then ninety nine. Obviously, when you were a full time player for Yeovil, so Yeovil played a pretty big part of your career, didn't they? Yeah, definitely. It's the um, it's definitely the most enjoyable time I've had in my career. Um, the most success I've had. Uh, throughout the time I was there, we had a fantastic group of lads, um, and like I said, like we'd always we always sort of stay close, and I hold good memories from my time at Yeovil. It's a special place and a special club to be a part of, um, and it just happened to be that we were part of the most successful period of that club as well, getting to the championship. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it was a fantastic, fantastic time in my life and my career. Um, like I said guided by Gary Johnson, but among some some very very good players. Um, it was, it was, yeah, it was special. Time for the first of Joe's chosen tracks, and it's called Blinding Lights by The Weekend.
Well, that was blinding lights by the weekend. I always remember when 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 you were at Yeovil and Gary was there. There was this sort of joke going around that he, that he looked upon you as his little son or something. Was that right? Yeah, that was that was the uh, that was the sort of the rumor or the joke that was, that was branded about. Um, I think it was because sort of I played under him at Bristol. Then he brought me down to Yeovil, and, I, and thankfully for him, I got a lot of game time under underneath the gaffer and. I think the sort of it stuff from there being being me as uh, one of his children. Yeah. Um, but um, now, nah, like I said, I always always appreciate everything that he did for me. Um, during the during the first initial loan spell, any particular game stand out for you? Well, the first my my debut, I scored I scored on my debut. Um, so that was obviously that was my first actual league game. So I'd obviously been on loan to Stockport and. Stockport and Bar City, but they were obviously in the conference at the time. So Yo was my first league start, and I scored on my debut, um, which was great. So that that obviously that that one sticks out um, for the first loan spell. Like I said, I got recalled after that, but yeah, that was the first game that was that really stood out. And then I suppose you know, move, moving on a little bit, um, the the season we got to the the playoffs that must have uh, stood out pretty pretty strongly in your memory. Yeah, definitely. That's like I said. That's still my most enjoyable season and most successful season to date. Um, I joined initially on loan at the start of the year, uh, and then rejoined obviously in January when the loan was expired permanently in, in that January. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I said, yeah, that was the, the, the best thing. The best thing I did. Um, so we had a, a fantastic group of lads with with real sort of ability, but not but a lot more hard work, I'd say. Um, and like I said, that showed off the bit on and off the pitch. We had a, a small group, but we ever, everyone knew each other's game. And, and like I said, you can build a success on on that sort of uh, friendship. And and we did that. And like I said, thank you. We got to the, the final one. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, can you remember? I mean, the Sheffield, Sheffield United game in particular is sort of strong in my memory. I mean, which, which was a which was a hell of a game, really. And and you know what an occasion. Yeah, I'd, I'd almost say that that second leg was was probably the best the best bit part of that, of, of that season. Mm. Um, obviously, playing at Wembley's the dream and everything you dream of, and but that's almost like a bit of a blur because it was just it was it, it's, it's such a big occasion. Whereas that that Sheffield United game, I really remember the build up to it. Um, you've only played previously a few days before. Remember it being a, a roasting hot day. The atmosphere was it was it was electric at Hewish Park, and yeah, it was definitely a, a real special day. And, like I said, the boys turned it on that day, and we thoroughly deserved to, to beat them. Yeah, and I mean, do you remember the the, the crowds were yeah, all of the pitch? It was just a, such a fantastic day, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was all, almost like the perfect day. Like I said, we needed the early goal, which we got um, through Kev Dawson, and then like I said, we went on from there. And it was it was a tight, cagey game, but um, obviously had ups and come up come up late on with the header, um, which made it even better. It was a bit later on. There was only a, sort of a few minutes to go after that, and we held out. Um, and like I said, yeah, the, the celebrations afterwards on the pitch was, was something that I'll always remember, but also the celebrations um, after the game with the lads and, and, and in town was, was even better, I'd say. Yeah. Well, I didn't see the the one in town, but I saw them at the ground, and that was enough for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think you'd have you'd have, you'd have made them the night out. Be honest, H. no, I think you're right there, so Joe. Yeah. I definitely definitely don't think I would have done. Um, <laughs> but I mean, we had the ideal start, did we? With with Kev getting the early, well, relatively speaking, early goal that sort of settled everybody down, didn't it? It did, yeah. Because obviously we were one 0 down from the first the first tie. Um, we we're disappointed with that, but we knew obviously taking them back to Jewish Park and. 
we knew the atmosphere was going to be like it was. Um, it was. It, we almost felt like we, were, we we could do it. Like you said, it was one of those seasons where um, sometimes you just got that feeling of you know I mean of that camaraderie with each other that this is this could be our year. And like I said, we got off the perfect start with Kev. Um, and then, like I said, it was a, it was a tight game from there on in. But um, thankfully, Ed Upson popped up with that that now famous header. Yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, it was. I'm not, I must admit that that header that was uh, you know I used to take the photographs and I, I think I got one of my best ever shots. It was two shots that have sort of over 15 years that struck out at me. One was was that one, and one was uh, Phil Jevers down at Swansea a long time before that. But um, that's probably your that's probably your only two that are focused, wasn't it? Thank you, Joe, for those kind <laughs> words. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to look at YTFC archive, you'll find about 250 of them on there that are in focus <laughs> all right <laughs> <I'm only> <laughs> <messing>. <laughs> yeah i know what you lot are like mate don't you worry more music now this one's called deathbed very nice too power food I don't wanna fall asleep, I don't wanna pass away I've been thinking of our future cause I'll never see those days I don't know why this has happened but I probably deserve it I tried to do my best but you know that I'm not perfect I've been praying for forgiveness, you've been praying for my health When I leave this earth, hoping you'll find someone else Cause yeah we still young, there's so much we haven't done Getting married, start a family, watch your husband with his son I wish it could be me but I won't make it off this bed I hope I go to heaven so I see you once again My life was kinda short but I got so many blessings Happy you were mine, it sucks that it's all ending For too long, don't go to bed I'll make a cup of coffee for your head I'm happy that you're here with me, I'm sorry if I tear up When me and you were younger, you would always make me cheer up Taking goofy videos and walking through the park You would jump into my arms every time you heard a bark Cuddling your sheets, sang me sound asleep And sneak out through your kitchen at exactly 103 Sundays went to church, and Mondays watched a movie Soon you'll be alone, sorry that you have to lose me
Deathbed there by Power Foo. So having having beaten Sheffield Wednesday, we were then all of Sheffield a sudden United. we were Sheffield United, I should say. Sorry, um, yeah. we were at, we were at Wembley, and uh, as you say, it was it was a bit of a blur, wasn't it? But I can remember us going up to the stadium the day before to have a look round. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, we did. So we actually, I think we set off maybe three or four days beforehand, um, and we trained up at Chelsea's training grounds. In QPR's training ground spent a few days in London just to get ourselves sort of away from everything away from our families and really concentrate on what, what was what was in hand yeah and then like and then like you said yeah we we, we visited the stadium the day before with the pro with the thought process of just sort of getting there seeing the surroundings you haven't been before um, just so on the day you sort of fully focused on on the game rather than like I said being, being a part of a Wembley experience I think that was a, a typical Gary Johnson uh, move in that uh, I remember when Yeovil won the trophy uh, against Stevenage at um, Villa Park they did, did the same thing they went up the day before to the stadium and had a look round and you know yeah, all no, the rest of it yeah it was one of them where I think he felt if he just turned up on a day without seeing it people might sort of take Taking photos and, and stuff like that, but he was he was massive on on game day, being fully focused and no phones and and things like that. So I think by doing that, it gave us the chance to, like I said, take a few photos, enjoy sort of playing at them, uh, being at Wembley and having a look round, and then when you turn up the next day, you know it's work time. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting that when when Yeovil played um, Blackpool in the playoff back in 2006 they didn't do it that way and and interestingly they lost so uh, really, yeah. whether there's whether there's anything in that or not yeah, I don't know but it's, it's, it's significant isn't it that that's what yeah. happened and then the game itself well I mean uh, again a bit of a blur but I mean you know Paddy scores that fantastic goal early on again and, and you know it made all the difference didn't it it did yeah we started the game started the game brilliantly um, mm. we were the better side and I think that sort of played in our favour the whole game. I remember again it was absolutely roasting hot all, all day. Yeah. Um but like I said, getting that early goal I think settled everyone's nerves. Paddy was on fire that season. No no surprise that he got the got the goal and like I said put us on a good a good a good start. And then like I said we got the second goal which really gave us sort of a cushion to come into at half time. Yeah, absolutely um, but we're still not sure who scored it but um there's a few Dan Burn or was it who was it Dan Burn or James Hayter yeah that's right yeah well I've looked at umpteen photographs and I can't tell no I know yeah but I tend to edge in, towards went in, went in at 2-0 so that was yeah I said it's the perfect half for us really I tend to edge towards hates to be honest but um, it's it's you know very difficult really yeah. but um, and of course poor old uh, Macca broke his nose in the first three or four minutes which wasn't the greatest of starts it wasn't no yeah but typical typical Macca it didn't stop him carrying on no no he was um, he was obviously our captain at the time he was a, he's a proper leader and you can tell um, you, can, you can see why he's doing so well now in the coaching side of Bristol City at the moment because you could always see that while we're playing he was he was like I said, a natural leader um, organiser and like I said him breaking his nose was uh, not ideal for him on, the, on a big occasion but it didn't stop him like I said I think he came off eventually towards the end but um, we we managed to obviously keep it keep, keep it keep it out towards the end hmm. and um, <laughs> three or four five minutes injury time at the end I remember that uh, Jimmy and I were waiting behind the doors in the tunnel to get out there to, and they wouldn't let us out <laughs> no well it was I'll be honest that second half was probably the longest half I've ever felt I've played in football um, yeah. I don't think we got out of the half more than twice the whole, the whole <laughs> second half <laughs> we, they had us penned in um Understand to be obviously, and then they got their goal as well, which then put us on the back, but even more. But 
Boy defended brilliantly. I think I remember rightly Gavin Williams getting booked. Uh, yeah, for holding him, kicking the ball, the ball away. away. Yeah, that's right. Uh, typical Gav, which is, which is brilliant. But yeah, no, like I said, it was a massive effort. And that, that second half was, was, was felt a lot longer than it probably was. But um, well, like I said, when that final whistle goes, there's, there's no better feeling. No, absolutely. But uh, Andy Durso was the ref, and I remember we just Jimmy and I were getting quite sort of irate behind because they just would not let us out. Oh, <laughs> really? How the hell is he finding all this injury time? They won that many yeah. flipping you know. Just Unbelievable! Went, yeah, just went on and on and on. Time for another tune now. This one's called "Slide" by Calvin Harris. <laughs> Take vacation to Malaysia F-O. You my baby, the paparazzi flashing crazy She swallowed the bottle while I sit back and smoke gelato Walk in my mansion, 20,000 painting Picasso hey. Bitch, you be dipping, dabbing with niggas like a nacho Woo. Took off a pen and diamond dancing like Rick Ricardo hey. She having it, with the color working on the bachelor I know you got a pass, I got a pass that's in the back of us Woo. Average, I'ma make a million on the average yeah. I'm riding with no brain, bitch, I'm out Do of it Do you slide on all your nights like this? Do you try on all your nights like this? Some spotlight on the slide
that slide. So what did you make of your first season in the championship? Uh, I loved it, to be fair. Um, championship, uh, it's, a, it's a very good league. Um, had some massive teams in it at the time. Leicester have gone on to, to be champions of the premiership. Um, I had some, some some big names there. So it was, a, it was definitely a very enjoyable season where I learned a lot. Um, knew the standards you had to be to get to be there and stay there. Um, but I thought we we did really well. We had a very talented team. I think if you put that team together now, um, it probably probably does very well in the championship with the players that we had at the time. Mm. Um, unfortunately for us at the time, it was their probably their first loans, and they were gaining experience. But if you look at that that squad now, the likes of Shane Duffy, John Lundstrom, uh, Joe Rules, all, all Premiership players. Um, you think we'd have had a we'd have had a better chance if we played all together now. Yeah, definitely. And and really, although we lost a lot of games, but we were quite unlucky with several games that I could recall. The Bolton away game for one, where the bloke was clearly ball was yeah. way over the goal line before he crossed it. Um, the Sheffield Wednesday game, I think a home or was it away? I can't remember which one it was. The home, I think, when he it was blatantly offside. I think one of yeah. the goals. And then uh, there was there was a few. Like I said, it was it was a hard it was a hard season for us how small the club we were compared to the, the giants that were in that league. Um, but I thought every game, I think I only remember sort of one or two, I know the two middles were games, um, were the only two real games that I felt like we didn't have a chance in. Mm, yeah. For whatever reason. But every other game I felt that we, we played our part, we were unlucky, we defended well at times and a lot of times we conceded at late goals which, which did kill us. Mm. Um, but no, I thought, I thought, like I said, in the majority of the games we, we really put in good performances and probably should have got more points than we did in the end and you got the player of the season award from the Western Gazette I did yeah um, which is very nice and then obviously thanks again to, to Gary Johnson I managed to play 50 out of 50 games that season 4 cup and 46 leagues so um, that probably played a part in, in that decision but all I ever did, all I ever tried for, for Yeovil was giving 100, 100% and and hopefully and I think thankfully they did the fans saw that and it came across I always try my hardest when I, when I put on that shirt. Mm. Oh, I don't think anyone would doubt that for sure. And, um, you know, I mean, if you can't rely on your dad to keep picking you, it's a bit <laughs> poor, really. <laughs> but, um, Very true. Awkward meal times, boys. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> of course, then the next season, uh, I suppose the highlight was playing Man United, yeah? It was, yeah. Um, like I've said, the championship, championship was unbelievable. We played some, play some great teams and some big clubs um, at the time, but obviously being a Man United fan and and probably being the biggest team, if if not one of the biggest teams in the world, um, when I got the opportunity to play against them as, as captain of the club, it was it was um, not only big for myself but my whole family as well. So yeah, that was a special occasion. I remember you telling me before the game you wanted to play against Rain Rooney. Unfortunately, he did play as well. He did, yeah. Um, we weren't sure what sort of side they were going to put out. Um, a lot of cup games sometimes it's kids but uh, the lineup was very strong which I think added added our performance levels because like I said you're even more motivated then and obviously being captain then you um, you have the initial uh, meeting in the restroom with the other captain and to find out obviously it was Wayne Rooney who's obviously a, one of my heroes growing up is is, is, is a massive it was a massive for me mm. um, like I said it was an occasion I'll never forget I don't think anybody will ever forget it quite honestly and you know how mad I am about Man United so it was certainly one of the games I've been ever waiting for I know yeah that's the same as me and like I said Giggs at the time was the assistant and when I was a little kid he was he was my hero growing up so mm. even him being in the restroom with him and Rooney was like I said surreal at the time 
um, but something you, like I said, you, you'll always cherish. I remember when they made the draw, and uh, I don't know quite why, but both my sons were down uh, staying with us that particular uh, day, and we just just went absolutely ballistic when they pulled that ball out because you know I'd, I'd been waiting for I don't know 50 60 years for Yeovil to draw yeah. Man United and it's finally happened then it happens twice within a couple of years sort of thing. I know yeah that's true. I was the same I remember watching on my own um, when it came through I, I said I was I was getting texts and calls all over the place yeah it's very exciting. The uh, phone never stopped ringing. The chairman rings up. The manager rings up. Every, know, yeah. every, just because they all knew I was Man United mad. So it's, oh, it was great. Yeah, no, it was amazing. So eventually you moved on from Yeovil, though, and you ended up at Colchester next up. Um, how, how are your memories of Colchester? Did you have a good time there? Uh, I did, yeah. We had, um, it, was a, it was actually a very enjoyable um, club and, and group of players. So I've got a lot of close friends from now, actually. Um, and it was a time I wasn't initially looking to go to Colchester. There was a few other things um, that was that was sort of supposed to be happening over that summer when I left Yeovil. Um, obviously, I've been at Yeovil for a good good amount of time. I had a successful time there, and I was like, close to signing to a few other clubs. But they unfortunately fell through, um, sort of quite quite late on. Um, and then obviously the the Colchester interest was always there all summer, and it was sort of it was sort of. Um, one of those decisions where I wasn't sure what to do at the time, um, but when it came down to it, I think it was it was a move that I enjoyed. Like I said, a new part of the world, met met some real good people, and like I said, in- more music now, and this one's called Roses by Saint John. Spotlight on her face. Oh, yeah. We gon' pop. 
pipe up and turn up, pipe up. We gon' light up and burn up, burn up. Mama too hot like a, like what? Mama too hot like a furnace, furnace. I got a hundred G's, I'ma go y'all. My diamonds gon' shine when the lights dark. You and I take a ride down the boulevard. And your friends really wanna break us apart. Good Lord. Good gracious, staring at my diamond while I'm hopping out of spaceships. Need your information, take vacation to Malaysia. You my baby, the paparazzi flashing crazy. She swallowed the bottle while I sit back and smoke gelato. Walk in my mansion, 20,000 painting Picasso. Bitch, be dipping, dabbing with niggas like a nacho. Took up a pen and diamond dancing like Rick Ricardo. She having it with the color working on the bachelor. I know you got a pass, I got a pass that's in the back of us. Average, I'ma make a million on the average. I'm riding with no brain, bitch, I'm out of it. You If that was in St. John or just St. John, but it was called Rose. Any major games that you played in at um, Colchester that stand out in your memory? Um, not particularly. We had we, we had a we had quite a difficult year in terms of of, of the league season, um, which obviously didn't didn't help. We had a few cup runs. We had a big game against Tom, but I didn't actually play in that game. So on on the pitch, it wasn't. I, I wouldn't say one of my more successful years. Um, but like I said, the group of lads that we had at the time, um, I've become very close to a, a lot of them. And like I said, for, for me, for that reason, yeah, I enjoyed it for that season. Hmm. But they got relegated and then you didn't get an offer a new, a new contract. But uh, you then moved to Walsall, where you had a, a fairly long and successful spell. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed my time at Walsall. Um, like I said, the Colchester through things sort of just happened and, and that was that. And then, like I said, I had a, had a summer of... Um, getting fit and, and, and looking where my next club would be and, and, and yeah Walsall came came up next and it was a it's a good club Walsall it's a, it's a nice club um, great location obviously centrally located not far from my home and it sort of it was almost like a perfect fit from being away from home for for, for that season which is quite far away um, and like I said the, the clubs the clubs is, is a decent club and always been always been good at that sort of level so I had a great three years at, um, at Walsall sorry um, like I said, I met, met some good people there as well. Again, any any particular highlights stand out for you at Walsall? Um, there's, there's a few highs and lows. Obviously, um, we had um, didn't really have didn't have a big a big cup game or a, a big team as such. Um, but we had uh, obviously Sheffield United were in our league at that point, and they were running away with the league, um, top of the table. And then we beat them three times that year, actually, and the, and the, and the second time at home. Remember, it is in the January, and they had been on some some crazy run. Came to us, um, and we beat them four-one. Scored a goal and set up one. Um, and like I said, they were, they they've gone on now to finish fifth in the in the Premiership with quite a lot of the same players that they had at the time. To be fair, so hmm. obviously for that that as an individual game, that probably did stick out. Um, 
managed managed to get like I said teams of the week and, and things like that from that so that, that was really enjoyable and obviously I did actually do my I did my cruciate knee ligament in a game against Black, Blackburn um, which is obviously the biggest biggest low point in my career to date mm-hmm. um, but then nine months later I managed to come back from that and my return game at Shrewsbury um, albeit it was only a cup game but to come back playing again after what could have been a career ending injury was, was a massive achievement for myself and something that I look back on proudly and, and think that like I said I did I did achieve that and overcome the odds and I said that game probably sticks out as well it's a, it's a long recuperation from a crusade nine months minimum sort of thing and uh, as you yeah. say you, you know you want to get back fully fit but I expect it takes a while even after the nine months to sort of you know to really it get... does yeah and that was that was actually my last season at Walsall but I came back in the December like I said it was nine months I think almost to the date of me doing my knee injury um, and then it took a few more weeks really to get back in the team and get back playing um, and then I managed to come back and play like I said I was played 22 out of 22 games I think remaining for the rest of the season so I kept myself fit which is another positive and like I said it probably didn't it took a good six months to get back to anywhere sort of the level that I was at before and hmm. um, so you're looking at a good sort of year year and a half almost from doing the injury to coming back to, to what you were before so it's a testing time mentally and physically um, but something that I'm like I said I'm proud that I overcome and, and come the other side of but uh, in the meantime, you were studying for a degree in uh, physiotherapy, which you passed, yeah? Um, no, oh. that actually is a little rumour that follows round me, but which I believe is someone else called Joe Edwards. Ah, uh, right, OK. But I do get asked that question a lot, and a, t- and a paper interview asked me to do an interview about it. And for one little moment, I thought I'd go along with it. It sounds quite good, though. <laughs> Um, but no, actually, I haven't done a physiotherapy degree. Um, I did do my UA for B license whilst injured. Um, like I said, I've got all my paperwork done for that, and, and I've done the course for that. So I did use my time well, but I didn't. I didn't do a physiotherapy degree now. I suspect the reason that it keeps getting brought up then because it's in your Wikipedia page and uh, obviously I suppose people do their, their homework and try and you know just find out the facts and there it is in black and white so I've fallen for the same one as yeah, everybody no, else yeah. has well, I'm not removing it but like it sounds great if people look at it so yeah um, no but no it's not me I believe, I'm not sure I believe it's like I said someone else with my same same name might be the Chelsea Chelsea but I'm not sure yeah so now you're down at Plymouth um, yeah back into the west well well and truly into the west country there yeah um, how's life down there brilliant it's a um, it is a fantastic club um, big club probably a sleeping giant really maybe where they are is due to the location a little bit it's, it's, I think it's quite hard for players to get down there and people to recruit down there um, but it's definitely a club on the up it's just we just built a new grandstand um, looks fantastic um, so I think it's 18,000 all seater now the, the stadium um, and like I said before this this coronavirus and, and lockdown happened we were on a really good good run and sitting third in the league and like I said looking for promotion so it's an exciting time as a club and as a as a player um, got a very good manager very good up and coming manager I think is going to do very very well in, in, in the future of football he's already had one promotion in Ryan Lowe and he's got a great staff behind him um, Steve Schumacher as well who played it many times against he's the, he's the assistant there and both of them together are fantastic and like I said I'm really looking forward uh, to what could be um, but at the moment we've had a successful start since I've been there hmm. um, I've got to ask you I mean, how are you coping with this this lockdown it's, it's been tough I'm, I'm a, a newly 
um, father to twins. Oh, congratulations. So, uh, thanks very much. You were only five and a half months old. So as you can imagine, this lockdown um, is very eventful. It's very <laughs> tiring. Um, but me and me and the missus are obviously living together with the, with the boys. And like I said, we're with them 24-7. Um, so it's keeping us entertained. It's sort of keeping our mind away from probably thinking about everything too much. Um, so we're we're loving it really. Mm. It being very hard work. Um, it's a it's a very nice distraction to have, and like I said, something that's um, come at almost the maybe the right time. Well, look at it like this. At least you haven't got to do homeschooling. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we've been saying. They're at the they're at the right age where we haven't got a homeschool and we haven't really got entertainment as such. Hmm. Um, with like a toddler, um, we just have to feed them and sleep them at the moment. Obviously, they are getting a little bit more and doing little bits more and yeah. it's becoming harder. But like I said, it's been it's been really nice actually to spend some time with 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 them too, with the two boys and obviously my fiance and help her out a lot more and. And like I said, we've had a, we've had a nice little little family time. We'd, we'd much rather be able to share it with everyone else, but mm. um, as lockdowns go, we've we've had it not too bad. Yeah, I think that is the thing. I mean, I've got a. a uh, I've got two boys and uh, Jonathan my youngest he's just well 10 months ago he had a, um, a little boy and of course he's now he's come to his birthday his first birthday well we don't even know yeah. whether they're going to be able to see him on his birthday I know yeah, yeah and that, that is that is difficult I have to say I find that yeah. hard but you know it is what it is and I guess we've just got to put up with it now and, and see exactly it. yeah like I said as long as everyone stays, stays fit and healthy there'll be plenty of time to celebrate after so yeah. get through this this um, like I said this, this serious bit of the, the the virus and hopefully we can come out the other end and like I said start seeing our friends and families again and like I said we'll, we'll look back and think obviously how well we did to get through it all yeah you're right there are you doing much sort of exercising at home and that yeah we are yes we've got been given home programs from from the uh, fitness coach and we do a three times a week we do a zoom call um where he go where he goes over some some exercises and and workouts that we can do together so we're still keeping hmm. the team together but it's it's been tough in terms of how much to do and when to do it um, we've not known a date of return so first couple of weeks it was sort of a week on week off not to sort of burn ourselves out yeah. um, and then as we're getting close to hopefully some sort of um, easing of the lockdown we'll do a bit more training come the end of May so um, we're just sort of building up for that at the moment um, but like I said it has been hard but um, my my one run a day has been my little escape from hmm. two boys causing causing carnage so I've quite enjoyed it <laughs> And what about playing behind closed doors? Is that uh, does it bother you particularly, or um, it doesn't? It's not ideal. It's not something that I enjoy really doing. It feels as a it feels like a friendly or a, or a, almost a reserve game. But if that's the way it's got to be, it's got to be. Um, obviously, for me personally, I'd love it for the season to to be over and we we, we finish where we finish and we get promoted because we're in third place. So yeah, yeah. On a selfish point of view, that would be ideal, but I can understand how that that doesn't seem um, that's going to happen with all the financial things and, and the fair play of the, and integrity of the game but um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come a little bit awkward when, when contracts sort of run out end of June and what happens with that so it's going to be a it's going to be a tricky time playing behind closed doors isn't ideal but if that's the way we have to complete the season obviously then that, that's the way it's got to be yeah 
Well, Joe, thanks ever so much for joining us, mate. It's been it's been nice reliving those uh, those memories, those few years that you, we were at Yeovil together. So uh, appreciate yeah. that. No worries, um, mate. Thanks a lot for having me on. Keep safe. And we're going to finish off with uh, the song that was very, very prevalent in the dressing rooms around Wembley time, and it's called So Good To Me by Chris Malinchak. Chris Mullinchak there and so good to me it'll always remind Joe and most of the Oval players of course of the uh, Wembley adventure and beating Brentford and getting into the championship so that's it for another week that was Joe Edwards of course thank you very much for joining us please keep listening to Three Valleys Radio and hopefully we'll catch up with you again next week
reason that you had to care The traffic is stuck And you're not moving anywhere You thought you'd found a friend To take you out of this place Someone you could lend a hand In return for grace So beautiful 